Well, good evening. I am uh, thankful for the opportunity to preach, and uh, just as a quick, I know some people have kind of asked and wondered what happened to me and all those good things. Uh, Long story short, uh, the doctor thinks I probably came into contact with some kind of pesticide or something underneath my house, and uh, that's why I got sick. So, uh, but I'm better and uh, glad to be here. I know Brother Randy, he's called me a few times and checked on me. And uh, I know he was concerned, but then last night I thought, I wasn't sure if he was concerned about me or concerned whether I was going to call him and say, I can't preach tomorrow night. But he did say, if that happened, go ahead and call Brother Mike. So uh, I, I am thankful for your concern. And, and, uh, but no, I am doing much better. And they said kidneys, liver, all that stuff look good. So I guess I'm good. So I'm, I'm thankful. But uh, anyways, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them to Proverbs chapter 13 tonight. Proverbs chapter 13. As you're turning there, I'm just thinking of a couple things. You know, uh, when I was in Bible college, I had the opportunity to intern pretty much every summer. And as you know, one of those summers I got to intern here. And each internship was a little bit different just in things they had me involved in, uh, things that they allowed me to do, um, you know, just that different aspects that I got to learn and uh, different things I got to spend with different pastors and things they tried to pass down to me and things like that. And I was thinking about one of the things that Brother Osfeld told me uh, before I was going to preach. And, of course, at that time, you know, I I might be good to go 10 minutes with a message or something, you know, or maybe 15 if I I was really – lucky but uh, i remember him him telling me before i was going to preach one of the things he told me was now don't don't get up there as you're up there don't just repeat yourself a lot you know don't keep saying the same thing over and over again if you're done just be done and then he said plus no one ever has complained about getting out early so i'm going to try to keep that in mind tonight uh we may get out a little bit early i am just going to be preaching on one verse tonight but it is a verse and a principle and I believe God, he showed it to me uh, several years back, but it's something that I'm reminded of often because I think it, it's important for me to keep it in my mind, keep it fresh, because it, it's a challenge for me, and I hope tonight that it'll be a, a challenge for you as well, and you'll gain something from it. But before we get started, let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Holy Father, we come to you tonight, and Lord, I do thank you for your many blessings, and Lord, I do thank you for the opportunity to to preach tonight, and I do pray that you bless this time. I pray that, uh, Lord, you would uh, just allow me to communicate uh, what you would want me to, and Lord, I just uh, thank you for all you do. I thank you for the songs that were sung, Lord, and just uh, just the the meaning behind uh, a lot of those, Lord, and uh, Lord, I just pray that you would bless again this time. In your name I pray, amen. Well, before we get to that verse, I want to start off by just asking you a question. And again, this is something that I have uh, mentioned to the teens and have gone over this same principle with the teens. I don't know that it will actually sound familiar to them because uh, it has been a little while, but they may remember, they may not. Um, If you ask Brother Osfeld, he said they don't remember last week what you told them, so I I don't know. But he's not just talking about teens. He's usually talking about everybody, but uh, that's okay. well, I was thinking about this. There's, as we go through life, we all have desires, 
Do we not? We have things that we desire, things that maybe we wish for, maybe things that we would like to accomplish in our life. There are things that we maybe set out to do. There's something we think that, hey, you know what? I would like to accomplish that. I have a desire to do that. And I was thinking about a couple things in my life. One of the things I was thinking about was uh, along the lines of music. And you go, Brother Chad, I've known you for a little while, and I know you don't do anything regarding uh, music. Um, In fact, I... As long as it's been, Brother Osfeld still has reminded me of the one time he allowed me to lead singing when I was an intern, and he said there was a reason that they never asked me to do it again. If that gives you any idea of, of how musically uh, talented I am. But, you know, the thing about my dad, one of the things that he does is he plays the guitar. And he taught himself when he was in high school, and he still plays today. He plays at church and does specials and things like that. And usually... I know when we go and, and maybe stay a few days with him or, or with my family, uh, usually at night I can still hear him before he goes to bed. He'll be in there just practicing, just playing before he goes to bed. And I thought, I was thinking about that. I remember when I was in high school, and I remember I thought, you know, I would like to learn to play the guitar. I had that desire. And I remember my dad, he took his guitar, he, he showed me some different chords and said, hey, I want you to work on these chords. And once you learn those, then come back to me and we'll move to the next step. We'll work on maybe some other chords or whatever he would uh, teach me. And I remember I started out and I began to work on those chords. But if memory serves me correctly, I didn't give it a whole lot of effort and I really didn't give it a whole lot of time. Um, But here's the thing that I I understand about that. You know, the desire didn't necessarily go away. In fact, if you were to ask me, hey, would you still desire or wish that you could play the guitar today? Well, absolutely. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I wish I could play the guitar. I'm reminded of that from time to time. Or there are times when I hear someone uh, play the piano, there's kind of that desire like, I wish I could play the piano. But here's what uh, my problem was. I really didn't um, give any work to actually learn how to do that. I had a desire, but I really didn't give any effort to accomplish that goal. See, the thing is, is that the desire hasn't necessarily gone away, but I never really gave any attention or gave the work that it would take or that would be necessary to learn that skill or accomplish that goal. Now, I thought of some other things. I thought about um, the time when my brother got a weight bench. And I remember, man, I'm going to hit the weights. I'm going to build some muscle. As you can tell, that really took off. Um, and I remember he got that. And, you know, honestly, when he first got it, I was, I was pretty diligent to work out. And I did it for, for a while. But, you know, it seemed like as the time went on, it seemed like those workouts became a little less frequent. It seemed like as time went on even further that they were even less frequent. And then it seemed like, um, like in a lot of instances, there was more laundry on it than anything else. And I remember I came home one day, and my brother had sold the weight bench. You know what? I was mad at him. It's like, I can't believe he sold the weight bench. Well, number one, it belonged to him. I mean, he originally paid for it. But then I asked him, I was like, hey, why'd you sell the weight bench? And his response was, well, nobody uses it. And I kind of had to step back, and I couldn't say anything else. It was like a realization of, yeah, 
he is correct. I had to think, when was the last time I actually got in there and, and did any kind of workout? And I probably couldn't have come up with a good answer. It had been a while. But if you were to ask me, hey, Brother Chad, do you wish that you were in shape? Brother Chad, do you wish that you had some muscle or that, you know, you could get out there and uh, be somewhat in shape and that when you play basketball with the teenagers, you weren't uh, about to have a heart attack or, or anything like that? Well, yeah. Yeah, I wish. I have a desire. I mean, there's still times that I even at this point in my life where there's a desire that I would say, man, I, I desire to lose a little bit of weight. I desire to be in shape. I, I desire to be a little more healthy than what I am right now. But guess what? That's about as far as it goes. I have a desire. But I haven't really put any work into it recently to accomplish that goal. Uh, my eating habits, I can tell you, have not changed. And honestly, I haven't done anything physical other than at work uh, that would help me to accomplish that goal of being in shape or losing weight. So what do I have? I have a desire. That's about it. Has that desire gone away? Not really. Have I done anything to accomplish that goal recently? Not really. So what do I have? I have desire. That's about it. I thought about this. What about, I was thinking about people that have or can play a musical instrument. Well, what did it take for them to get to that point? Well, it took some diligence, didn't it? It took some work. It took some practice. It took some time giving themselves to that, to learn it, to practice it, and to be able to play it. You know, when you give yourself to that, and when you are diligent to learn it, and you are diligent to work at it, I found that when that happens, it brings about a sense of satisfaction. You achieve something. You know, and, and I, was, I was thinking about even the piano or the other illustration of working out. You know, because it, it is a, a diligence, you know what I, I, I believe is that it's going to be a continual thing that you're going to have to give yourself to. For example, I know people that have learned to play an instrument. They have given themselves to it. But somewhere along the line, they just kind of quit. Now, I don't know much about music, but I have talked to people that do play music, and they say that as time has gone by, they have forgotten certain things, and they don't quite play to the ability that they used to be able to play. Why? Because they quit putting in the work. They quit being diligent at the work. I thought about this too. What about the individuals that have been in shape? I mean, I have, believe it or not, been in shape before in my life, but because I have not put any work into it lately, that's no longer the case. I was thinking about Brother Randy. He would have a hard time if his goal was, I'm going to compete and do this 100-mile race. And he would have a hard time if that was the only time he got on his bike was for that race. Why? Because he's going to have to give himself to that continually, right? Um, and, I, and I think about this, you know, Brother Randy, in his case, now I understand it could be someone that says, I'm going to run a marathon, and they do it, and they're happy, they're content, they, they, they achieve their goal, and maybe they're done. But I think about Brother Randy, he's done that race more than once, have you not? It's been something that's been a goal, uh, not just one time, but it's something that's been continual in his life, and it's something he's been diligent at to ride and to gain that endurance and to get to the point where he can compete in that race. And I would imagine, though 
maybe it's not enjoyable to do 100 miles. I, I, I have no idea. But I would imagine that after you completed that, after you were relaxing, I, I would think there would be a sense of satisfaction, a sense of accomplishment, Maybe the same way as if you, you learned and you practiced and then you played at a recital or you played a special. I would think that after that was done, there would be a sense of accomplishment and satisfaction. See, I think, again, we all have goals, desires, things we would like to accomplish. But here's what I've learned. That desire is not enough. Just having a desire to accomplish something is not going to get me to a point where I accomplish it. There has to be the diligence to do the work that it's going to take to accomplish that. And see, here's what often I think is is the problem is that I desire an end result, but I do not desire to do the work that it's going to take. In other words, yeah, I desire to be in shape, but do I desire to go running? No. Maybe you do. I know people, my brother-in-law, he likes to run. He enjoys to run. That's not me. I think about, again, do you desire to learn or be able to play the guitar? Yes. Are you going to pick up and start learning? Probably not. I'll touch more on that here in a little bit. And you say, Brother Chad, I didn't come to church tonight to talk about staying in shape or playing music or something like that, accomplishing a goal. You're... Maybe I sound like a self-help individual. I don't know. But let's get to the verse, and hopefully this will make more sense, because obviously there is a, a spiritual side to this that I would rather focus on. That's just more by way of an example that we can maybe relate to. But I want you to look at Proverbs chapter 13 and verse... Uh, sorry. Proverbs chapter 13, verse number 4. I almost told you verse number 3, and I got confused there for a second because I knew that wasn't right. Verse number 4. It says this, the soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing. Let's think about that first part of that verse. The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing. Again, when I was thinking about this illustration, if we were talking about uh, playing an instrument, I could say I desire that, but if I am a sluggard, what does that mean? Uh, simply lazy or idle or inactive If I am a sluggard, then probably all I'm going to have is desire. Because that verse says, The soul of the sluggard desireth and hath nothing. I can desire to play the piano all I want. But if I am lazy to do the work that it's going to take to learn that, that's really all I have is desire. The second part of that verse says this, But the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. Well, diligent simply means determination or steady application to business. The soul of the diligent, those that are determined, those that are giving steady application to the work, they are doing what it takes to meet that desire, says shall be made fat. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's usually not a good thing, right? To be made fat. But obviously, when we look at Scripture, we know that some of these uh, words... Uh, we have to think about what they mean. And simply that word just means to satisfy, a sense of satisfaction. It says that the individual, or, or I'm sorry, the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. That individual that is determined, that individual that is giving steady application to the work 
can come about with a sense of satisfaction. Why? Because they accomplished a goal or a desire in their life. But again, we're not necessarily here to talk about instruments or working out or whatever the case may be. We understand this verse talks about the soul, the soul of the sluggard, the soul of the diligent. I thought about this, you know, as, you know, you could relate this probably to several things, this principle. There's a lot of areas in life you could relate this to, but here's what I wanted to think about tonight. You know, as followers of Christ, those of us that have a relationship with Christ, I would imagine that we share some of the same common desires in our spiritual lives. I would hope that as followers of Christ, we would share the same common spiritual desire of this, that we would have a close personal walk with the Lord. If we were to ask each other, if you were to ask me, I would think my natural response as a follower of Christ, if you were to say, do you desire to have a close personal walk with the Lord? I would just think my response would be yes. I hope it would be. In my mind, yes, it is. That is my desire. And again, I think we would share that same common desire. But again, as we look at this verse, we need to understand that desire is not what's going to make the difference. There's going to be some things that need to take place in my life in order to have a close personal walk with the Lord. There's going to be some work that it's going to take. And, and, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I wanted to think about this, because I'll I'll touch on that here in just a minute. I I wanted to think of some things that I I think would, would help me grow in my relationship with the Lord that I could either be doing in a slothful manner or I could be doing it in a diligent manner. One of the first things I thought about would be that of prayer, my prayer life. Again, I want a closeness with the Lord, which would mean that if I'm going to have a closeness with the Lord, don't you think I need to spend some time in communication with the Lord? Some time in prayer. What does it look like when my prayer life is maybe a little bit more on the side of the sluggard? Well, here's kind of what I thought of in my life. I thought, when I'm lazy in my prayer life, you know what I can do sometimes? I can develop a routine prayer. What do you mean by that? Well, it's routine. It's almost the same thing as I prayed the night before. It's something I've had to, we try to teach Jacob because he always wants to pray for dinner, but he, there for a while his prayer was exactly the same every single time for dinner, and I could quote it word for word, and it was like, Jacob, you need to consider who you're talking to. I understand we might just be praying for dinner, but you need to consider what you're actually saying to the Lord. And I, I think there are times that I found even when we have family prayer There are specific things that we pray about, and sometimes I found in my life that I was being lazy in that family prayer because it seemed like as I was praying, it just seemed like the Lord was saying, you know, this sounds an awful lot like the same prayer you said last night and the night before and the night before. See, I can become lazy in my prayer life. I thought about this, too. It wasn't that long ago that Brother Kyle, did he not um, challenge us in our prayer life for our missionaries? Not being vague in our prayer. 
help so-and-so, help them on the field, help them to win souls. It could be vague, could it not? I could be lazy in my prayer life for my, for my missionaries, and I have been there. I have been times where I've just said, Lord, please bless our missionaries. <laughs> and I was a little bit slothful in my prayer life. I, I think that he gave us a good example of something we could do. Read that prayer letter on the back of the bulletin and pray for that missionary that week. Pray for specific needs. You know, I thought about this. Are there times when I have prayed and even though I'm praying, my mind is wandering to other things? Wandering to what's going to happen the next day at work? Wandering what I need to do this week? There are times when I'm praying when I just have to say, Lord, please forgive me. Help me to get my mind back on track because I don't want to just be slothful or lazy in my prayer life. I thought about this too. Now, I have fallen asleep when I was praying. One of those things about that though, there are times when I spend time in prayer, but then it still seems like even though I'm done in some ways, I still just kind of talk to the Lord and fall asleep that way. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But there have been other times when, <laughs> when I should have been praying, I was dozing off. See, I, I can be slothful in my prayer life. Would you say, well, do you desire to have a, a good prayer life? Well, yeah. But again, if it's just a desire, that's all it is. Well, how could I be diligent in in my prayer life? Well, again, it would just be the opposite of some of the things we said, and that would be, I mean, for me, focusing on what I'm actually praying about, giving attention to it, Um, giving attention to the actual needs of individuals or to our missionaries, making sure that my prayer life is not just a routine that I go through, but that I'm truly seeking the Lord. I think if you've been saved for any amount of time, you understand that there are times when you could see a difference when uh, I was a little bit lazy in my prayer life here, but then when I was diligent in my prayer life, there's a difference. It's not just our prayer life. I thought about this. What about in our Bible reading? Again, if I want to get this closeness with the Lord, I kind of need to know what his word says and and uh, obviously it is a help to me, and it's something that I need to be obedient to, and it's something that I, I des- should desire to learn, but can I be lazy or slothful in my Bible reading? Well, yes. I-, I thought about how have I been slothful or lazy in my Bible reading, and, and these are some examples that I, I thought of for my own self, I, I thought about those times when I knew somebody was going to ask me, hey, did you read your Bible today? So guess why I read my Bible? So I could say yes. Amen. Now, if they would have said, well, where did you read? Uh, I think it was in Ephesians. Cha- I, I don't remember the chapter. What if they were to say, well, what did the Lord speak to you about today? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I hope you've never found yourself in that position, but I know that I have. I know there are times when, I don't know about you, I've read through a chapter and I got done and I thought, what did I just read? Did I give any attention to what I was reading? 
Did I give any focus to God's word? Or again, did I allow my mind to wander? Did I think about what's going to be taking place at work today? Did I think about what I needed to get accomplished today and not really give attention to God's word? I'm telling you right now, I can be slothful and a sluggard when I come to God's word. Obviously, there are times it could just be that I simply don't read it at all. Or again, it could be something that I read through, but I really gave no thought, no attention to what I was reading. Then I thought about, what about the times when I have been diligent? Well, first off, when I was really trying to be diligent in God's word, you know, usually I started off by asking God to speak to me from his word. And then when I did read through his word, I actually tried to understand what he was trying to communicate to me from his word. I actually tried to give attention to it. Ask for the Holy Spirit to help me and to guide me. There were times where I maybe, after writing down some of my own thoughts, considered what someone else thought about it. Whether it was, for me, a commentary or just another individual that I could talk to. You see, I, I think there are other times when, when I have, that's been helpful for me to know that I'm really trying to gain what God has for me. There's times when I read, but not just read, I, I'm writing down my thoughts about what God is trying to communicate to me. See, there is a difference in how I come to God's word. I can come to it as a sluggard, or I can come to it and be diligent in how I read it. And again, we could go, do you desire to gain something from God's word? Well, yes. But again, desire is not what's going to make the difference. It's whether we're going to be diligent in what we're doing. Then I thought about this. I thought about in a church service. Because, again... There have been many uh, church services where I've been convicted by the Holy Spirit, and as a result, I believe that some things were changed, and I believe there was some growth in my personal life and in my closeness with the Lord. So I thought about the church service. There's a couple things I thought about. I thought about the singing. You know, here's what we often we say as far as regarding a church service, I, I, just going through the motions. Have you ever heard that? I never really thought about it till just now, but I thought, man, going through the motions is simply is is simply being lazy. Because I'm really just going through routine. I'm really not giving attention to what's being said or what's being done. I've sung this song growing up my whole life. I know the words. I don't even need to look at the hymn. I'm going through the motions, and I'm also being lazy because I'm really not giving any attention to the words. You know, the music and the singing really can add to the service. But again, there are many times where I am, I can allow myself to be slothful in my singing. And by that, I mean simply that I know the words. I don't have to even look at the page and I can just sing them. But when I do that, I usually don't get a lot out of the singing. I don't believe I get what God intended for me to get. 
nor do I think that here I am, I'm, I'm singing, I'm supposed to be singing worship to my Lord. I think, really, if I stop and thought about what does he think about it? If I'm really not giving attention to it, if I'm really just going through a routine, if I'm really just kind of being lazy in what I'm doing, what is his mindset on it? But then I thought, you know, there are times when I am diligent in the singing. And I do my best to give attention to those words. And it's amazing sometimes those songs that you've sung before what God shows you after you've sung it, I don't know how many times, and he points out something to you, and it's like, man, that is a good truth from this song. What about the preaching? What about in our listening? Can we listen in a slothful manner? Yes. Can I... Listen, but not really hear? Sure. <laughs> I mean, there are times, sure, I could come to God's house and the preacher is preaching, and I might be hearing some words, but my mind might be in a completely different place. Because there are times when I can come and sit under the preaching of God's word and I can allow myself to do it in a, a slothful manner not really give attention to what God has for me. And I think about those other times when, even before the service, I've tried to prepare my heart. And I've tried to ask the Lord, Lord, please speak to me today. Lord, please show me something from your word. And then I've done my best to give my attention to God's word. And then when he has been gracious enough to speak to me, that then I am willing to respond to his word. And there is a difference when I come to the house in a slothful manner versus a diligent manner. And I've and I've prepared and I've given myself to that. You know, other things we, we could talk about, uh, desire to see victory over sin. I mean, if somebody was to say, hey, do you desire to live a victorious Christian life? Well, who would say no? I don't know anyone that would say no. But again, I can be slothful in my obedience to God's word. The reason I think that God brought me to this verse several years ago and why I think he continues to remind me of it is simply for a couple reasons. One, I think this, that there was a time in my life where I thought just because I had the desire that I must be doing okay. I think that because there was a time when I thought, well, I, I desire a closeness with the Lord. I, I desire to get something from God's word. And I thought because I had a desire, I was probably doing okay. I think God, he took from his word and showed me, but really all you have is desire. Because you're really not being diligent in any of these areas. And here's the other thing that <clears throat> I thought about. You know, we, we can be casual in our desires, can we not? In other words, the guitar, that's a casual desire of mine. 
if you ask me, do you want, do you want, well, yeah. You want to be in shape? Well, yeah. You want to lose weight? Yeah, sure. Who doesn't? But really, I don't know that my heart is really in it. And I was reminded as I was going through this again, not that long ago, or at least it doesn't seem that long ago, when Pastor Kyle was preaching on Hezekiah. And he preached about Hezekiah and the things that he did for the Lord. And it said that Hezekiah did those things with all his heart. And I thought, sometimes maybe part of the problem with me not being diligent in my prayer life, in my Bible reading, in my giving of myself in the service and and my listening to the preaching of the word of God because sometimes maybe my desire to have a closeness to the Lord is just a casual desire. You want to have a closeness with the Lord? Well, yeah. Well, how bad do you want it? With all your heart? Are you willing to give yourself to it? Because here's what I think is true. We could probably look back and, yes, see some desires that we've had that maybe we haven't accomplished, but we can look back and see some desires in our lives that we have accomplished. Why did we accomplish them? I think it's because we really wanted to. (laughs) I don't know how else to put it. I I think it's because we really, truly, it wasn't just a casual desire that I want to accomplish this. It was a true desire that, hey, I want to see this happen in my life. And you know what? It didn't seem like the work... To do that, it, it was worth it. We were willing to do it. We wanted it to a point we were willing to work for it. And here's, I think, as I was looking at these verses, our list verse once again, I think I was also in my mind and, and kind of questioning, you know, it's easy for me to say, that I want this closeness with the Lord. I think the Lord was kind of saying, but how bad do you really want it? As bad as you want to play the guitar? Well, yeah, sure, I want to play the guitar, but (laughs) I haven't given any attention to it. I think for me, and the question tonight, it would simply be this. Do we desire to have a closeness to the Lord? But not just do we desire that, how bad do we desire that? And then I would say this. Remember that desire doesn't necessarily make the difference. When we look at this verse, it wasn't desire that made the difference. It was diligence that made the difference. And I think for me, again, it was time to stop and once again ask myself, Am I being diligent in my prayer life, in my Bible reading, in my, uh, when I come to church, when I'm uh, singing and when I'm hearing preaching? Am I being diligent in those things? Am I being diligent in trying to be obedient to the Word of God? Are we still going to mess up? Yes, I understand that. But am I trying to be diligent? to do those things that will help me grow in my relationship with the Lord. I want to read this verse one more time. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 4. Again, the soul of the sluggard desireth, 
I think this is a sad part, but and hath nothing. Nothing more than desire. But the soul of the diligent shall be made fat, a sense of satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there are, when I think of having nothing, I almost seem empty. Maybe there's been times in my life, in my relationship with the Lord, it, it seemed empty because I was putting in no effort in it. But when, I was, when I've been diligent in prayer, in Bible reading, in these things, you know what I found? It, it brings about a sense of satisfaction. A closeness with the Lord brings about a sense of satisfaction. But just like the piano player or the individual working out, they don't get to a point and say, well, I'm done, and stay in the same place. It's the same in our spiritual life. (laughs) We don't get to get to a point and say, well, I'm done growing. Made it to where I need to be, and I can quit all this. No, because there is diligence, because diligence is required, again, it's going to require a steady application to the work, to the business. But it does bring about a sense of satisfaction. Tonight, let's not leave here just simply with a desire to have a closeness with the Lord. But let's make sure that in our lives we're being diligent to do the work it's going to take to have that closeness with the Lord. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight, and Lord, I do thank you for your many blessings, and I, and I thank you for, again, this principle that I believe you have worked in my heart and life in numerous times, Lord, throughout the years. Again, as a reminder, because again, it does take diligence. Lord, and there are times it's easy to revert back to being slothful and lazy in some of these areas. Lord, I, I pray that I wouldn't just stop at a desire, Lord, but I would be willing to give the work that it takes and be diligent in it. I pray that, Lord, I would have that closeness with you. And, Lord, in those times where maybe I become lazy, Lord, you would remind me once again of this verse. Lord, I just thank you for all you do. In your name I pray. Amen.